did Hunter Henry actually make the catch in the third quarter that would have given the Patriots the lead? I think the better question might be, did it really matter to begin with? Stay tuned. You are about to be locked in to this post-Thanksgiving episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, and also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, to smash that subscribe button and download, subscribe to, and follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Folks, thank you so much for joining us here on this Black Friday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Sincerely hope each and every one of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. And thank you for spending part of your Thanksgiving weekend here on Locked On Patriots. And unfortunately, folks, we don't have a victory Friday here for you, but that does not stop us from the wisdom, the counsel that we all need when it comes to breaking things down here on Locked On Patriots. The legendary Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com joins me here today. Thank you for coming to me in friendship on this post-Thanksgiving episode, Don Murph. Oh, happy to be here, man. This is this is better than a, than a second turkey sandwich. <laughs> better than a second turkey sandwich. No, you didn't say yeah. the first one, folks. No, the no, first no. one is always the best. Just it's yep. different. Something yep. about it. Really, really yep. great stuff. That, that first Thanksgiving turkey sandwich is just, you know, it's just killer. Absolutely. It is. And I should have saved it for the second half of yesterday's game. <laughs> I think a lot of us all needed it yeah. at that point. Obviously, folks, we are talking about the New England Patriots' 33-26 to loss to the Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving night at U.S. Bank Stadium. Mac Jones, a career-high 382 passing yards, but all for naught in the long run. Looked solid through three quarters. The fourth quarter, not so much. We'll get into that in just a moment. Bigger story, I think, the defense yielding 367 total yards to the Minnesota Vikings, three touchdowns, special team snafus. Patriots really left an awful lot out there on the field in Minnesota. And before we get into the X's and O's and the ins and outs in this, Murph, uh, we're going to talk about the white elephant in the room right now, and that is Hunter Henry trying to reach for the end zone. You know, bottom line, my friend, this is a situation where we're looking at what would have been Hunter's second touchdown reception mm-hmm. in two possessions. The Patriots are starting to build momentum. This would have given them a 30-23 to 23 lead. That's a seven-point swing as opposed to a three-point, which they had to settle for a 24-yard field goal from Nick Folk in order to take a 26-23 to 23 lead. But yeah. these are points that are left on the board. And I know a lot of the social media sleuths out there, both locally and nationally, are going to continue to argue over the next few days whether the catch was indeed made. Henry is pretty convinced that he did his job. We talked yep. to Hunter after the game last night. 
He was very much emphatic about the fact that he had the two hands under. He believed he secured the ball. But the pool report that came out after the game, obviously Walt Anderson, senior vice president of uh, officiating for the NFL, speaking to Mike Reese, uh, the pool reporter for uh, uh, for last night. Mm-hmm. And Mike asked him the tough questions. He asked him the very pointed question. What was it about this call? And the pool report seems to indicate, or according to what Anderson had to say, it was going to the ground. He even mentioned the words surviving the ground, which I thought was ah! from the record. Um, but this was part of the pool report, and Mike did, always does his job very thoroughly, and he even asked him a follow-up question on it. Anderson doubled down and basically allowed him to, uh, to say this. Murph, when you look at this move, usually a catch constitutes three yep. things. It usually, both hands securing the ball. Yep. A body Check. part at that point, or at least two feet being down. Yeah. And at that point, when you when it has to be a football move in order yep. to constitute the catch. Now, extending the ball for some reason did not meet the officials' criteria. My ass. My eye test. Yeah, thank you. My eye test looked at it. I don't know. Am I way off base here? I, it, I it was. It was a boxes. catch. You can't even. You can't even go back to the rule that was stricken and changed three years ago now. I think it's been three years since they changed this this rule, Walt. Okay, maybe maybe read a memo. You know, um, he had control of the ball throughout the entire play. Throughout the entire play, his hand was underneath the ball. The ball never touched the turf, where his hand was not sandwiched. You know, turkey sandwiched. You know, between the pigskin. All right. It, it, I will go to my grave believing this. Is, how is it? How is it that weeks ago against Dallas, um, uh, Travis Kelsey, that freaking fumble butt, you know, catch that they gave him a touchdown on is a touchdown, and this is not. Okay, I, I'm tired of this. It's a coin flip every single time. Get these guys into a freaking into a room, show them what a catch is and what isn't. It'll take you a half an hour for these overpriced babysitters that are sitting out there trying to do this job. It, it, it was a, it was a catch. It was a touchdown. There is no there. There is nothing that Walt Anderson or anybody else can say that will convince me otherwise. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm in complete agreement with you. And look, I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it wasn't what cost them the game," and ultimately. <laughs> logistically and maybe technically they're right but we all know that motivation we all know that momentum Momentum. like this absolutely counts in a game especially a nationally televised game where you're starting to play better on offense you're starting to show more aggression you're showing a little bit more yeah to me this really this was a swing moment in this game it it really was and i'm tired of people saying that that it's not important is important for that defense of the the Minnesota Vikings to go into that locker room saying that we held we we stopped them you know we we held them to three they we made them settle instead of them getting seven there that was that was it that that that, that was pivotal mm-hmm. okay those four points were pit of pivotal and you can put I'm sorry I'm not going to sound like the boohoo individual but you can put eleven points an eleven point swing on this game, on two terrible, terrible calls by the officiating crew. How they missed that holding call on the kick on the kick return and this. All right, there were others during the game. People miss holding calls. 
All right. I sit there and tweet holding, holding, holding. I could do it on every single play. All right. People, people, uh, occasionally you take your eyes off and you don't, you don't see the face mask. You know, you, you just didn't see it. All right. It, that, but I, you, this play, this play, you were right there. Okay. You had 10 minutes to look at it if you wanted it. And you just came back and said, nah, nope. That, that's not a catch, not a touchdown. It was a pivotal moment in this game. It swung momentum, and we saw what happened afterwards. Absolutely. And based on the rule and based on Anderson's explanation and what a lot of people have been looking at, myself included, because we've replayed this. I know you have. I have yep. several times. It seems to be the consensus now that the surviving of the ground-type bombshell that he dropped in his post-game comments was really more of a smoke and mirrors. I don't yeah. necessarily know if Walt knew that that terminology was no longer in the rule. No, but it's not there. It's but, not there. I but, got the white out yeah. myself and took it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go, folks, right there on the money. But in any case, I think now the narrative is starting to switch about whether or not Hunter's engaging the ball or extending the ball was in right. fact a football move by definition am i off base here but extending the ball is a yeah. football move if it's not a football move then then you, you know we're eliminating uh, a third of the touchdowns that happen okay we're, we're eliminating 40 percent of first down yardage or a hundred percent of extra yardage because everybody extends the ball it's a football move it is whether whether you like it, he likes it, nobody like it's a football move. All right. If it wasn't, then those extra yards wouldn't be tacked on and you wouldn't you wouldn't give them to give it to, to guys trying to convert on third and one. OK, you wouldn't you wouldn't consider it a football move if, if, if a quarterback is diving over the goal line and breaks the plane. OK, he extended. That's a football move. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, apparently that, uh, the, I mean, obviously the rule is going to stand. There's no question yeah. about that. But at the same time, the New England Patriots had to grin and bear it, yeah. just like we all did here in Patriots Nation. And yep. moving forward, it was a seminal moment for the New England Patriots because uh, a lot of failed conversions, a lot of missed opportunities, yep. a lot of egregious penalties, oh. and just difficult situations oh for them to play right. through really contributed to a it's, downfall. It's in really... It's really aggravating for a team to, to be this close and to do what they did to step on themselves once again and still lose a game because of egregious uh, officiating. Yeah, absolutely. No All right. We, we, we didn't need the help. We we're doing yeah. enough to this. They were doing it enough to themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, the sting of this all, Murph, is that if I were to tell you before the game that Mac Jones is going to complete 72% of his passes right. against this Vikings defense, you're automatically going to assume that the Patriots are in the driver's seat. The way mm -hmm. the defense is played and the way the special teams has stepped up in the last couple of games, you're looking at this and saying, okay, well, now this is the complete game effort we've been waiting for. Right. Oh, not so fast, folks. It certainly was not. The defense last night, not looking at their best without any question. There are some that needs to be placed on their shoulders. One big uh, thing in particular that I think the Patriots defense might get a little slack on, and that's defending an all-world wide receiver. Oh, uh, and we're gonna He's going to get him. his. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in just a moment. And some of the special team snafus that Murph and I alluded to just a moment ago when this post-game monster Thanksgiving anger episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast continues. But Welcome first, to happy hour. 
<laughs> and you know what, Murph? Uh, it's always a good time and happy hour to mention our good friends over at Prize Picks. Yeah. And Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And let me give you a little example as to how these guys work. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. That's a pretty good return on yeah. investment, Murph. I'll be pretty satisfied with that. And the best part is that you don't need to compete against other people. You're not competing against me or Murph. It's just you versus the projections available. And Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. And that includes the NFL, the NBA, NHL, college football, men's and women's college basketball, World Cup, soccer going on right now, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. The withdrawals are safe, they're fast, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. That's right, folks. It is that easy to play with Prize Picks. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first-time user, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. Imagine that. Unbelievable. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks.com. Patriots fans, we are here on this post game, post Thanksgiving. Anger-induced episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Locked On Murph Friday because Patriots had the Thursday night game, and we do not break down games here on Locked On Patriots without the green wisdom and counsel of my good friend Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. Murph, the Patriots defense had been playing on another level the last couple of weeks, yeah. only yielding six points total. Um we all know about what they did to the New York Jets on Sunday. I mean, right. holding them to two yards in the second half, uh, basically uh, putting the career of Zach Wilson completely in the in the freezer at this point. So Oops. this had to be a situation where Patriots fans were looking at this matchup and saying, if the Pats are going to win this, it's going to be on the strength of their defense. Anyone yep. who listened to yesterday's pregame crossover episode with myself and Luke Ron of the Vikings – or they should say locked on Vikings, <laughs> um, knows that I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. I believe Matthew Judon was going to be the X factor yeah. in this game. But the one thing that surprised me about the Patriots' defensive effort, Murph, is that with Vikings left tackle Christian Darasaw on the shelf, it opened the opportunity for the Patriots' pass rush to develop a scheme and an opportunity to get after Kirk Cousins and make him uncomfortable. Coming yeah. off of a seven-sack performance against the Cowboys, you had to think that was right for the Pickens. But credit Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings offensive brain trust. They protected Cousins, shorter drops, quicker throws. Backup definitely got a chance to uh, play into his game a little bit more than he did last Sunday. But the Patriots just did not have an answer get at home. this point yesterday. Did not get home. 367 total yards of offense was allowed against the Patriots defense. Yep. When you look at this game, what were the defensive keys to such a dismal performance on Thursday night? Okay, uh, you mentioned they, they didn't get home um, and that the, there were shorter drops and getting the ball out much quicker. Now, th that's true. Everything that was downfield, it was a 10-step drop mm. every time. 
Every time, that's what they did to protect him. They had him get into a 10-step drop anytime they wanted to drive the ball downfield, and there just wasn't enough time to get home. They were a millisecond late on every single pressure, just a millisecond late. And um, and I did. I think I think uh, a lot of it has to do with just playing on Sunday, with with going all balls out. Some of the you know it, it is a short turnaround it to um, uh, to have your body reboot and be able to put up that kind of effort again. And I'm expecting a lot better next time out against Buffalo. But that and situational football, the situational football on. Uh, on Friday on the defensive side was just abysmal. As I like to say, Pepto abysmal eight of 15 on third down eight of 15, they converted on third down and there's your game right there. You know that. And as you said, the stupid plays that, 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 that happened during my God, what is strong thinking? No. All right. What are you thinking? There is no need to go for a block there. None whatsoever. You're getting the ball back with decent freaking field position. You have the best returner in football sitting back there ready to make a play. We'll get to him in a, in a, in a second. We'll get to Jones in a second. I don't know what he was doing at the end of the game, why he was fielding that punt at the one-yard line and try, trying to make a, a second hero play. But uh, it, it it happened. But, no, that that's it. Stupid situational football, the fact that they did not get uh, this team off the field on third down. Okay? Yeah, that- I, I, that's why it's a weekly own third mm-hmm. down on both sides of the ball. And the Patriots did not do that on the offensive side of the ball, which we'll get into in just a second, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Totally in agreement on the defensive side of the ball. Could not have said it better myself. And I'm glad that you mentioned – Pierre Strong running into the kicker. Uh, That is going to be an interesting barn burner of a meeting. The first time that Mm -hmm. Patriots brain trust gets in with the special teams planning unit. Um, Just, yeah, a few, there were a few of those eye opening moments. First of all, strange running into the, uh, the kicker, uh, allowing a 97 yard kickoff return. That is not something Bill Belichick and the Patriots uh, pride themselves on. That was Busted coverage. Well, I shouldn't say busted coverage. It's the little things, man. It's the little things that you just aren't good enough. Yeah. You know, and, and and, I don't know. I'll I'll let you keep, keep going. Sorry. Oh no, 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 no. That's, that's, uh, I'm with, you know, Matthew Slater mentioned it after the game. I mean, that's an inexcusable no, allowance for it the is. New England Patriots, and they needed to be better. And what I said last week that that they're not playing Patriots football. It's Patriots mm-hmm. football. This is it. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. Patriots football. Without any question, no question about it. So, you know, special team snafus, obviously there's a quick seven right there that yep. the Patriots didn't need to put on the board. Um, a, a swing of four points, as uh, three points as opposed to what should have been seven because yep. of, you know, the, uh, the the Hunter Henry situation. And then you look at it and, you know, you just – it's it's one of those things where you just really, really are, you know, disheartened by everything that you see, the uh, the, the strange running into – the kicker obviously yeah. led to the game-winning touchdown, which really should have never happened. Uh, you know, you, when you look at uh, the type of a call that was made there. Before we take our leave of the defense, though, Murph, I do want to give them a little bit of slack when it comes to defending someone of Justin Jefferson's prowess. I mean, mm. you know, he won his battles in man coverage. He was even better in zone, splitting the double team on more than one occasion. Um, yeah. The Patriots had no answer for Jefferson. No. And sometimes you have to tip your cap a guy that is just 
that good and that on in the moment. Yeah. But the one thing that worries me is that the Patriots are going to see quite a few of these types of receivers within the home stretch. I mean, they would, you know, they're going to be facing Stefan Diggs coming up this Thursday night with the Buffalo Bills. You got Jamar Chase of the, uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals coming up. Uh, yeah. You've got obviously Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins and, and the season closer. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, players in the midterm that I'm not, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Devontae Adams is going to be, you know, yeah. a problem with the Raiders. I mean, you've got Hopkins is going to be a problem with the Cardinals. This does not get any easier for the yeah. Patriots. And don't forget, it's, we got Miami coming up here, too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, with Tyreek Hill and the closer. So when you look at this game, and I'm not, I'm not even mentioning Jalen Waddle, probably Dolphins that are hate listening to this right now are screaming at me for not mentioning Waddle. He deserves to be in that conversation as well. This is a concern for me for the New England Patriots. Yeah. They got to shore this up. They do have to put in the work this quickly uh, in this week to be able to get this taken care of or at least find some sort of a solution to be able to slow these guys down. If they can't, this team's not making the playoffs. No, they're not. If, if they can't fix this one, one thing, <clears throat> like I say, it goes back to the third down conversions. Look who was making those third down conversions every single time. There, there are players like Jefferson that are transcendent. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking about a man who is erasing uh, records that Randy Moss set. Mm-hmm. All right, every week, every week he's just rewriting them. Now, right. granted, it's it's a much different game now than it was when Randy played. Right, but still, to be put in that sentence is uh, is about as impressive as you can get. Right. Um, Bill is famous for being able to take away what you do best every single week. And that's why they've won yeah. over the years. Uh, talents like Justin Jefferson aren't taken away. Right. They're going to get his. I'm okay. You, you know, they're going to get theirs. It, 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 it's the other guys. It's the it, it's the tight end that you need to take away. It, it, it's the Adam Thielen touchdown that you have to take away, which should have never happened. Thank you very much, Mr. Strong. But um, it, it, this this game should have been not just a, a Patriots victory. It should have been a, a, a defining victory on the season to this point, a team that, that had already gone into Buffalo, beaten Buffalo. You'd come out there and, for the most part, had outplayed them, even though that you ignored my game plan. We should have ran the ball. I mean, I'm sorry. We should have ran the ball a lot more. Yeah. All right. It just did not happen. And as as great as Ramondre looked catching the ball, he should have had more chances running the ball. I understand that that injuries crept in there, but um, they there needed to be more running plays. There needed to they they needed to convert those third downs and keep Jefferson from having an opportunity to do the things that Jefferson does so well. Absolutely. And better than anybody in the league. There, there, there's no doubt that he is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, and it's going to stay that way for a long time. Yeah, without question. And the Patriots great. could have had him. All they had to do was move up two spots. Just mm. two spots, Bill. That's all I Absolutely. ask. What, what did that cost you? A fourth-round <laughs> pick? Two spots. I wrote about that on Wednesday. I wrote about that on Wednesday with the New England Patriots and how that scenario all played out. And, you know, I tried to, you know, make the, uh, you know, the argument that the uh, the Patriots, uh, you know, still ended up with a pretty good one in Kyle Duggar. And I stand by that without any question. But, you know, to think about the the what ifs, uh, if Justin Jefferson. There's another thing. Kyle Duggar had the worst game that I've seen him ever have. Yeah. 
Okay, change the cleats at halftime, do something. He was slipping and sliding all over the place. Duggar has issues in coverage, but the issues that he had yesterday were were monumental. Him and and um, who else had it? Who else had that terrible game? Damn it! Uh, it'll it'll come to me as soon as we're off air. <laughs> well, I don't want to steal Murph's thunder, so I'm going to let him stew on that. And if it does, he's going to let us know. But folks, we are almost ready to wrap things up here on this post game non victory Friday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. But we have not talked yet about the offense and Mac Jones' growth in uh, in this game. Was it enough to make Patriots fans feel confident that good old Mac is back? Well, we're going to talk to Murph in that uh, about about that in just a moment when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast continues. Sorry, folks. But first, Murph, let's do a little football analogy for you, a little sports analogy here on this big-time sports weekend. When it mm-hmm. comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense that you can muster. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. All Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters, and it's cutting-edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back, so you always know when your home is safe. Simply Safe's, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or if you can't be reached. The advanced sensors they have for every room, window, and door, the HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, and just smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real makes Simply Safe the, the best in the business. And even they have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home when you're not home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan or get your first month free at simplysafe.com slash NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Patriots fans, the legendary Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com is here today to help me break down the unfortunate Patriots loss on Thanksgiving night to the Minnesota Vikings, 33-26. to Murph, the loss drops the Patriots to 6-5. and They're back, unfortunately, in last place for the time being in the AFC East. Yeah. Teetering on that windowsill of the playoff window right now, but... A lot of Patriots fans were at least encouraged by the performance that the Patriots offense put out yesterday. Something yep. we haven't said quite a while here on Lockdown Patriots. As I said earlier, Mac Jones completed 20, 72% of his passes, excuse me, 28 of 39, a career high, 382 yards, two touchdowns. Pretty good numbers for the second year quarterback out of Alabama. And Patriots fans have been waiting for Mac to have this type of game took full advantage of a better performance from his offensive line, kept him clean in the pocket for the most part. Mac looked more decisive, he looked more comfortable, and he looked more aggressive. But the fourth quarter woes continue for this team, and I think it overshadowed what we could be talking about as maybe one of Mac's best performances as a pro. When you look at this offense, when you look at the performance last night, what stood out to you? Um, the fact that that uh, a switch went off at halftime. All right, I, I really did not like what Zach had to do. I mean, it was Zach what what Mac had to do in the second half? It, it, there were opportunities there that he missed. Once again, you know, changes at the line of scrimmage. Please, fricking make a goddamn. Oh, excuse me. 
please make a bloody call a bloody audible. You know, just just do it. You're sitting there staring at it. Go deal with Matt or Bill or whoever later on when they get on your case for calling the audible because that play was not working. Um, uh, and then the fourth quarter was really non-existent. Most of this this damage that he did came in the first three quarters, mm-hmm. and I really didn't see the adjustment that the Vikings made that that should have done. I I, I said in my keys that Nelson Aguilar is getting, I know he scored a touchdown people leave, leave the hate mail alone, but he cannot, he he cannot take snaps away from the slim reaper. He cannot take targets away from Devonta Parker. All right. That ball at the end of the game should have gone to Parker and, and not to Aguilar. He hasn't done anything all year long. That's going to make you think that he's going to go and make that play. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of people were surprised. I think it was the available man, but at the same time, I do yeah. think it was a missed opportunity without any question to be able to utilize your receivers. Someone like you said, maybe a Tyquan yeah. Thornton, maybe a Devontae Parker, maybe even a Kendrick Bourne at this point might be someone that could make that catch. Aguilar has had his difficulties. Had a good catch earlier on in the game because the Patriots were, you know, starting to move the ball a little bit better. Maybe that factored in, but to me, when I look at Mac's performance, uh, yeah, he did absolutely look better. I give him an awful yep. lot of credit for being more aggressive, for airing nice, the ball out, and nice showing to, what he yeah. did. I yeah. mean, nice to have protection to throw behind. But you've also got to got to understand that Mac was was throwing. Here's here's my real thing. Before we we jump up and elevate Mac to to Tom Brady status again, that's <laughs> the third string. All right. They, they, the Vikings were running their third string defensive backs out there. There were kids that were pulled off, off the line of uh, um, the local grocery store to, to be back there and, and to stop this, this passing attack. They couldn't do it until the fourth quarter for whatever reason, uh, but it happened. And, and no, they, they weren't out there against the A squad. Yeah. And that's exactly when you mentioned the fourth quarter, that to me is where this stands out, because as the protection begins to break down, as the decision making starts to get a little bit more shaky, that's when you're seeing the offense sputter. The Patriots three and out on their first two fourth quarter drives. And then just when they're starting to build momentum, Trent Brown, um, I love Trent. I I do. Why was he on a cut block there? Yeah, I mean, really I mean, missed that terribly. On. That's a three-step drop, folks. Right. I don't know why that scenario even played out. But what page that, was he on there? Yeah, you know? that, that that led to a bad sack of Mac. It put him in a fourth yep. and fifteen. Obviously, they can't convert the fourth and fifteen at that point. But right. really, I think the bigger problem is futility in the red zone. Yep. Minnesota is not the best red zone defending team. Right? I think in a lot of ways, we all expected a little bit more out of the Patriots mm-hmm. in the red zone because of Minnesota's woes throughout the season. But when they get inside the 20, the Patriots failed to put any points on the board in the red zone. When That's it. it. To touchdown. Well, I shouldn't say that when it came to touchdowns on three visits to the Vikings red zone, three of 10 conversion rate on third down. That's not going to cut it. either. no. It's just not. It's it's just it goes back to what we were talking about before in situational football. You've got and we've been, we've been pounding this for for three months now. Mm-hmm. You know the red zone inefficiency, and and you can blame it on on terrible play calling from Manny. You can you can blame it on poor decisions by um, by Mac throwing interceptions in in the end zone. Um, it, but it, again. 
you you could not turn threes into sixes and sevens, and right. and that's why we're here. Exactly. Okay, you can't live this way. You really can't. Not in this league. Not with this team. This team is not that good that they can let opportunities for points just you know. Okay, we'll get them next time because you're not getting them next time, guys. Yeah, exactly. And that really, I think, is where the difference in the teams that the Patriots fans have been watching for the last two decades as opposed to the teams that they've been watching for the last two years really differ. And that uh, um, it causes uh, it causes a lot of zappy mania. And that's exactly what you saw earlier on in this season when the offense yeah. was high flying and people were getting excited about this team again because they were finding the end zone. It's situations like this that kind of bring you back down to earth. And I don't think it was, you know, a problem with Mac being able to move the football, but the decision-making, the play calling, and the protection that they need all has to be on the same page. And the Patriots have yet to put that together. Murph, they have to do it pretty quickly with the Buffalo Bills coming to town next Thursday. And, folks, we will continue to break down the Vikings game, all of the Patriots' injury concerns right now, including those to Jacoby Myers and, most importantly, to Damian Harris, who – Apparently was on crutches in the Patriots locker room last night. Not good stuff for Damian, but we'll continue to bring that all to you here. And once again, preview the Buffalo Bills next week here at Gillette. In the meantime, please, thank you so much for taking time out of your Thanksgiving weekend to join us here on Locked On Patriots. And, of course, a big thanks to the Don of Locked On Patriots for coming and uh, holding court here uh, in uh, the postgame uh anger-induced episode. Uh, Murph, you always show temperance, but you always show spot-on analysis, and I thank thank you you from the bottom of my heart for that. Before I let you go, my friend, please let everyone know where they can reach you, where they can uh, interact with you, uh, and what you have coming in the week ahead as the Patriots turn the page to the Buffalo Bills. Well, first of all, I want to uh, apologize for lying to everybody on Monday when I said that I was going to take some time off. I went and I wrote three articles. You can go check them out at (laughs) t2gsports.com. Um, uh, of course, hey, uh, this this weekend, at, tune into E2G Sports YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be doing a pregame show with with uh, Buddy, our founder and, and president. Uh, I'll be doing that um, live on location in Rhode Island somewhere. I'm, I'm not quite sure where it is. I'm sorry, Buddy. I should have uh, put that down there. And um, other than that, follow me at tmurf207. On uh, on the bird app, as you know, we're stealing from Mark Schofield, the great Mark Schofield. And by the way, Mark Mark will be coming up on the next episode of One Patriot's Place on uh, Tuesday. Don't miss that. Absolutely, folks. Anytime you can get the host emeritus here on Locked On Patriots, along yep. with our three familia members here on Locked On Patriots that join us each and every week, you know it's gold. So check that out on E2G Sports. One Patriots place, my second favorite Patriots listen out there in the Patriots Twitterverse and universe. But what can I say? I always appreciate you stopping by. And folks, for those of you wondering, you'll still get the golden melodious tones of Murph and the Magic Tones here on Monday because Murph's Mondays were made for Murph on Lockdown Patriots, and we'll still be able to bring you everything we need here. Murph likes that, my friends. I can tell. Drop a line in the comment section if you know where that movie is from. I know most of you do, but definitely I'd be interested to hear who uh, who is a fan of that classic. But bottom line, my friend, I thank you for all of your insight. And once again, folks, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to make Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. 
Folks, if you made us your first listen, please make your second listen. Our good friends over at Locked On Sports Today. All of the news, all of the analysis, all of the big takes you need, all on Locked On Sports Today. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to, and follow wherever you get your podcasts, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and so many other platforms. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Patriots as well. On behalf of the legendary Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike DeBate. Continue to stay safe, stay well. Enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend, folks, and a very you know, happy Thanksgiving weekend to all of you. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. More Jack Jones, less Miles Bryant.